0: Bugle, audio newspaper for a visual world. Please welcome to the stage Andy Zaltzman. Thank you. Hello, buglers. Uh, Welcome, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre for this the Bugle Live. Um, here we are in London's uh, glamorous Leicester Square region. Today is. No wonder this country is. F- <laughs> it is Wednesday, the 14th of November. <laughs> it is also another day ticked off in the slow, willful self immolation of humanity. And it is also International Describe an Egg Day. Uh, roundish. <laughs> I am. Oh, very good. <laughs> good brand recognition. Um, uh, I, uh, so, who here has uh, listened to the bugle before? And who here has never listened to the bugle? <laughs> oh, I love these
1: guys. These are always my favourite ones. <laughs> and, uh, do, madam, do you
0: mind if I ask why? Why are you here? <laughs> Oh, right, so this is a date, essentially. (laughs) A bugle date. That is tantamount to saying this relationship has gone as far as it can possibly (laughs) go. Um, So, uh, happy birthday. How how old are you? you 29. So, hang on. Let's just uh, see if we can get the internet going here. So, uh, born on the 31st of August, uh, 1989. So, therefore... uh, I think I'm right in saying conceived around about the start of December 1988. <laughs> Let's just find out what was going on in the world then. So I always thought this was just <laughs> bullshit. I can't believe you're actually on Wikipedia. Uh, right. It was a major cyclone in Bangladesh that left five million people homeless. <laughs> the great American rock singer Roy Orbison died of a heart attack. Your parents are f***ing animals. (laughs) Um, This, by which I mean, welcome to the show! Uh, Happy birthday. This is The Bugle Live, doubling up as issue 4,087 of the world's one remaining source of unashamed lies. Uh, All other news outlets pretend to be telling the truth. At least we have the decency and honesty to lie to your faces. And we are here in London on Wednesday the 14th of November. A historic anniversary, because this is the North anniversary of... Insert whatever turns out to have happened with the Brexit cabinet shit (laughs) today. (laughs) when and if it ever becomes clear. <laughs> and if you can do so without screaming, why, why, for f- sake, why? Um, on this day in 1943, a young serviceman on the US Navy destroyer, USS William D. Porter, accidentally fired an armed torpedo at the battleship Iowa, which was not ideal, and it was even less not ideal when you factor in that on the Iowa were A, the President of the United States of America, <laughs> B. Franklin D. Roosevelt C. A and B are the same (laughs) D. Cordell Hull, the Secretary of State and E. Most of the leading figures in the US military. The Iowa uh, managed to swerve and avoid the torpedo and everyone lived happily ever after. But as mistakes at work go... (laughs) that could have been the all-time champion forevermore. How was work today, dear? Oh, not bad. Oh, actually, there was one little, um, incident. Oh, did you jam paper in the photocopier again, darling? I've warned you about that. No, I blew up the president by mistake and wiped out the entire command structure of the American military. Oh, no, they'll dock your Christmas bonus for that, love. Uh, it's right up there with the biggest ever workplace errors, including Captain Smith saying, I'll teach that big icy bastard a lesson or two with my unsinkable ship." Julius Caesar forgetting to put on his anti stab jacket into work in 44 BC, and God saying, All done, on day six and knocking off for the weekend. As always, uh, some sections of the bugle are going straight, including uh, this week in 1927. Uh, in October of 1927, in fact, just 91 years and a month ago, the pro-celebrity inventor and pigeon-obsessive Nikola Tesla announced six new inventions, um, including the single-phase electric motor. Well, I thought that might get a cheer. Clearly no fans of single-phase electric motors. You, what, do you prefer the dual-phase electric motors? You weirdos. Um, to mark this anniversary, we are announcing six new inventions that the B- Yeah, that's better. Uh, that the Bugle uh, is doing on behalf of Tesla... Uh, which he would probably have done today had he not failed at his attempts to invent the Niktez electronic personal home immortality cubicle <laughs> with anti clog popping technology and instead died in 1943. So, our six new inventions to mark the 91st and a bit anniversary of Tesla's six inventions. Number one, the Groovey, the ultimate in bedspreads, a disco enabled duvet that. <laughs> Wakes you up with a gradually loudening selection of bass heavy, funky 70s classics <laughs> from its inbuilt Bluetooth natural electronic albatross feather filling. Um, the alternating pet. <laughs> <laughs> Why commit yourself to one type of pet? The Tesla Pooch Herbal Caterpin 3.2, patent pending, can be a dog when you want a c- companionable carnival with house guarding skills, a cat for when you want something to drink some milk and then show you its arse. A terrapin, just because. And a gerbil for those times you want to see something scuttling about in a wheel generating electricity for the Nick time machine that you were given for Christmas in 17 years' time. Uh, (laughs) Invention number three, the wireless reverse pulse commitment harver. Have you said you'll do a series of things, and now realising that you're overrunning, and possibly condensing the rest of the show, the commitment harver... (laughs) using... Electroplasmatic photonological slicing technology disrupts the space-time continuum to expunge 50% of what you've said you'll do from your to-do list, enabling you to just get on with whatever else you have on. Those are our six inventions. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Right, <laughs> I think it was just about worth it that joke, anyway. <laughs> Now, are you ready to meet our two Bugle co-hosts for today? Good, that could have been an extremely awkward pause that would have seemed a little bit racist, because firstly, from London, it's the man described by Inaccurate Comparison Monthly magazine as the Thinking Woman's Jane Austen, (laughs) Nish Kumar! (laughs)
2: Hello, Andrew. Hello, Christopher. Hello, Buglers. I'm glad that I'm here. There was an unfortunate admin snafu uh, earlier in the day where I thought this was uh, tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, the only reason I know uh, it's, uh, it's today uh, is that I got a text from Felicity Ward, and also a tweet from someone who I think is here, at LizWilsonNZ, uh, who's t- uh, tweeted me saying, looking forward to seeing you tonight. And I was like, that is very forward (laughs) because I've got my diary free and that is one of the most confident propositionings I've ever been on the receiving end of turns out that, uh, no, it was, uh, you know, and for a lot of people that would have been difficult, Andy, to uh, immediately adjust to having uh, to do a satirical podcast in the evening. Not for me, because I'd spent the preceding 15 minutes before I received Felicity's uh, text and Liz's tweet, uh, reading about Theresa May's Brexit deal whilst on the toilet. Because that (laughs) is the kind of guy I am. Also, and I'm now only ever going to read about Brexit on the toilet, because it turns out the toilet is the absolute perfect vantage point for reading about Brexit, because you're essentially sat in the fug of a mess of your own making before flushing the whole thing down the drain.
1: <laughs>
2: Proper three-dimensional satire. Three-dimensional <laughs> fecal satire. Britain's I am, Premier and hear this, on, hear this on every level, the shit John Oliver. <laughs> Who? <laughs>
0: Secondly, oh well, you've already heard who it's going to be <laughs> <laughs> on Nish's team. Why are you guys always ganging up on me? Um, please welcome the wonderful Felicity Ward! Hello.
3: I don't know how this is supposed to work, because I can't see anyone. <laughs> that. But we- then this way I've just got arrested on my tits. Um, <laughs> For the people listening at home, I'm talking about the computer, and I don't think that clears anything up, actually.
0: <laughs> I mean, Felicity, that looks like an unwinnable war between laptop and physics that's going on yeah.
3: <laughs> My nickname is Spiller, by the way, so I look forward to breaking the most expensive piece of equipment that I own in my house.
0: Right, it's time for Top Story this week. <laughs> the aliens are coming. Yay! Uh, This is very exciting news. In fact, they may have come and already left because um, (laughs) Irish authorities have investigated a series of UFO sightings, pilots of commercial airliners. Uh, Many of them reported seeing the same thing. A pilot of a BA flight said it was moving so fast it came up on our left-hand side then reared uh, rapidly to the north. It was a very bright light that disappeared at very high speed. So, obviously, aliens... (laughs) It could have been... It could have been the future of the United Kingdom.
2: It
0: it, it could have been the soul of the USA. It could have been the ghost of democracy future. Who knows? (laughs) More likely aliens taking one look at this planet and thinking, (laughs) not now. (laughs) Not not now. Um, Nish, uh, if you were an alien... um, coming to this planet now, would you, would you stick around?
2: Or? I mean, absolutely not. But, yeah. I mean, I think we should all be very worried about this because, as it is, we've got enough problems with Brexit dealing with the Irish border on land. <laughs> now we've got to worry about the Irish border with space. This <laughs> alien visit could f*** the entire thing. <laughs> it's just a shame because before the aliens, it was all going so well. Um, <laughs> what really concerns me about this is that in the article, it says the spokesman added, uh, it was unlikely to be aliens... Fine. But the thing that really concerned me uh, was that he added from another planet. Now, (laughs) does that mean that there are already aliens living here? If there are, I think we can all agree, Mitch McCollum and Nigel Farage. Those two f***ing people are not human. I spent most of this afternoon staring at their faces after I've done my Brexit shit. And there is some kind of humanoid reptilian thing at work there. (laughs)
3: And let's not forget Michael Gove. He can't clap, mate. That's a giveaway. That's classic alien giveaway. It's like, oh, clap, what are you doing with your hands?
2: He's like the guy in, uh, in Men in Black whose skin suit doesn't fit on properly. <laughs> I mean, that is a very specific... Re- I, I love Men in Black um, and they're tra- the tragic thing about Men in Black is that if it were made now, the least realistic thing would be that a branch of the federal government had a positive attitude to immigrants and <laughs> also had a high-ranking employee who is a black man.
0: <laughs> uh, is anyone here uh, an alien?
2: <laughs> you just never know these days, do you? <laughs> Your crowd work is as sharp as it's ever been, Zoltzman. But <laughs>
0: if, if we're assuming that the aliens had come to Britain, it is, on the evidence of this week, no great surprise that they have, in layman's terms, f- dried off again. (coughs) Presumably, they looked at Britain and thought, oh, we've read that this was once a great global imperial power, a nation with everything needed to be happy, successful and harmonious and now appears to be tearing itself apart like a ham-loving pig. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um,
2: Now, as we speak, uh, truly one of the worst Jews of all time.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's own movie, Hammerball. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Only six people in Nish enjoying that, and uh, (sighs) I'm one of the six. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh,
0: So as we speak, and we're recording this on on Wednesday, uh, Theresa May is locked in the cabinet. (laughs) Um, Uh, meet meeting meeting. Sorry, I miss off the word meet. Locked in the cabinet. I assume she's just locked herself in a filing cabinet. To be honest, it's very exciting, isn't it? Waiting for this, the news of this deal to come out. It's like it's like excitingly waiting to unwrap your presents at Christmas, wondering if Santa has bought you a box of steaming wolf shit, or a flagon of still warm crocodile vomit, or an exploding gerbil, or a combination of all three, or a commemorative Boris Johnson figurine. That shits wolf shit, pukes crocodile chunder, and then explodes in a flurry of sawdust sawdust and half-digested seeds. That's what we're we're looking at. Are you excited about the deal? Let's do a quick straw poll here of the uh, audience for the Bugle podcast at the Leicester Square Theatre in London's Leicester Square (laughs) district. Uh, Give me a cheer if you voted leave. (laughs) And give me a cheer...
2: Honestly, honestly, you were more likely to have found an alien.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I give me a cheer if you voted Remain. <laughs> Who would have thought it? <laughs> a podcast recording <laughs> with a hosted by a lefty comedian, best known for his po- only known for his podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, and your guests are an Australian woman and the chocolate warrior.
3: (laughs) Or, as I say about my husband, a foreigner and someone that looks like a foreigner.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What? You're saying there's a difference? Why were we not told this before the referendum? (laughs) One of the many things we were not told. (laughs) (laughs) M- Nish, have you got any updates for us from
2: the... Yeah, uh, I do, yep. actually. Bre- yep. There is genuinely breaking news as we're on stage. Uh, Theresa May has uh, <laughs> shat herself to death. No, <laughs> no, no. This is
3: the first time I've ever felt aligned with her. <laughs> I really understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I have irritable bowel syndrome. You like. She's
2: uh, she's uh, just given a statement as we're recording. She's just uh, come out uh, at Downing Street and has said... Uh, she uh, she kept she said that there was going to be a press conference at five p.m. and has emerged two hours later. And you're like, you're not Lauren Hill, mate. No one is going <laughs> to wait that long for your bullshit. <laughs> But uh, she has said that the cabinet has now agreed a draft Brexit withdrawal agreement, right? Oh, okay. So so she's going to present it to Parliament tomorrow, but she said that they've agreed it. Now, just to be clear, right, even if they have agreed it, this is only half of what we need to do, right? But the other things that we need to do are replace all of the EU laws that currently g- help govern our country and also make trading agreements with the EU. So we are not even halfway done. And it is almost also, they have had, as of Saturday, it will be 876 days since the Brexit vote. I don't know what they've been f***ing doing, that we are in a position where they are not finished. Just to give you some context for that, in 876 days, you could have completed the principal photography on the Lord of the Rings trilogy (laughs) twice. (laughs) I'm not saying that you'd you'd have done the effects, that took another year per film in (laughs) post-production. So you'd be left with a lot of footage of Andy Serkis in a green onesie and Sauron being played by a massive tennis ball. But you'd still have done principal photography in a time in which we have done the square root of f- call.
0: Premier Foods have apparently started stockpiling provisions. They're the owners of Bisto, and they're stockpiling raw materials uh, due to fears of what may happen after Brexit, gridlock. So what we basically have here is a symptomless blitz. Um, the, which, is, which is genius in a lot of ways, isn't it? The,
2: I don't it's know. Fucking poetry! <laughs>
3: <laughs> <A> symptomless <laughs> blitz!
0: Yeah, I think we wanted to just start hunkering down under shelters and just... <clears throat>
3: I think they're very clever because if Brexit... If Brexit's carried out, the one thing that will properly tip the UK over the edge... Sorry, mate. Sorry. No, do you need... I don't know what it is.
2: Symptomless Blitz.
3: Is <laughs> <answering>. <laughs> don't apologise. You're laughing, mate. It's beautiful. <laughs> he's, he's like the Wordsworth of bullshit. <laughs> it's like the Wordsworth of words. <laughs> I just i think it's very clever stockpiling bisto because if we all go insane once brexit has actually happened the one thing that's going to tip us over the edge is a fucking gravy shortage <laughs> like if you can't have gravy after brexit what is the point of leaving the eu <laughs>
2: Also, you never stockpile things for a good reason. No, like no one's like, "What are you up to?" Oh, I'm stockpiling beers for my house party. Like yeah. no one's going to tell you to stockpile seasons greetings for Christmas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Theresa May, uh, more breaking news, just said that uh, the withdrawal agreement is a decisive step, enabling the UK to move. I'm very similar to the decisive step that Captain Oates took. <laughs> 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 As he went for his little wander. Um, <laughs>
3: I'm laughing at that, but I have no idea what that means. I just <laughs> thought I'd do a shout out for any dumb f**ks in the audience like me. Hey, represent! Didn't go to uni, no surprises there. Well, see what what you've got.
0: See the thing you've got here, Felicity, is that you are Australian.
3: I, I mean, you don't um, need to say that like a burn. No, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, yeah,
2: not saying it yeah, like yeah, a burn. I mean, Doltzman, the tone on the word oh, Australian so, suggested even if you had gone is, to university in Australia, you would have the really intelligence count. equivalent. Well, yeah. But yeah.
0: I, th- I think what we, we've learned is sort of difference in the way we look at our country's history, because Australia tends to only look back on on the the triumphs, whereas we in Britain we like to remember our incompetences <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, Captain Oates was part of uh, a Scots expedition to the Antarctic that got a creditable silver medal. <laughs> <laughs> fair, but un- unfortunately, then indulged in a fatal lap of honour around Antarctica.
3: Well, look, I don't want to pay top trumps here, but one of our Prime Ministers drowned and we didn't look for him. So you can take a- your... Shows trip what a- to the Antarctic, good yeah. for you.
0: Show what a winning culture you've got. You
3: yeah. He's obviously
0: a loser if he can't swim back
1: to
3: shore. Didn't
1: uh, Captain Oates make all the uh, cereal that we're now stockpiling?
0: Chris awesome. has started bringing his own
2: puns to bugle Buglegate. <laughs> what the f I I was going to say, a lot of I'm people just groaned nervous. at That's that all... pun. I was like, it's going to be a long f***ing night for you. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a I mean, look. It's been a bad couple of another bad couple of weeks for Brexit news. <laughs> um, uh, the, uh, so there's been a, there were some developments last week when the uh, Brexit Secretary Dominic Raab uh, revealed that he uh, quote hadn't quite fully understood the extent of the reliance on Dover by the United <laughs> Kingdom. Now, as an island, you would have thought that'd be pretty. F- crucial information <laughs> Dominic Raab <Robb> has, <laughs> has been has been praised in the guardian today they reported that he's he's quite well thought of in brussels because they said he's been an assiduous brexit secretary noted in london and brussels for taking a more active approach than the generally laissez faire david davis laissez faire of course a common french expression meaning lazy c-t, right? <laughs> if I'm completely honest with you, I'm not surprised that Dominic Rubb didn't know about the importance of Dover because I have actually had a run-in with Dominic Raab when I met him on Question Time and he thought I was Gina Miller's brother. So, <laughs> Dominic Rubb can't tell Asians apart. Why on earth would he... If he'd been invited round to my aunt's house last Sunday for Diwali, or as he calls it, Ramadan, there would have been... <laughs> It would have been all sorts of confusion. He'd been walking up to every single person saying, nice to meet you, Nish, before eventually exclaiming, well, I give up. This is basically like trying to find a brown needle in a chocolate haystack. (laughs)
3: Just go back for a second. People have been watching a door for two hours tonight, <laughs> and I just don't think we touched on that enough. People have watched footage of a door, which is still less wooden than watching Theresa May speak. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think took her so long? You reckon she just couldn't remember the moves to Macarena, and she's like, I've got to. I'm going to have to polish this turd somehow. Or maybe just finally her whole teeth fell out. You know how she looks like she's just trying to keep them in? Like she's got two loose dentures at all times and she's just trying to style it out. Like, I don't know if you know the show Mr. Ed, but it was... It was an American show, and I'm not comparing her to a horse at all. I know that's very sexist, but um, what they used to do is they used to give him uh, molasses or peanut butter. They used to give it to chimpanzees too, so their mouths would move in Hollywood films so then they could voice over. What if they've just given Teresa a whole bunch of peanut butter and she's trying to keep the dentures in while someone's throwing their voice from another room? (laughs) Am I wrong? (laughs)
0: There's always a country that is even more than us, so let's, uh, let's USA,
3: turn you USA USA, <laughs> USA! USA!
0: You USA! Nish, you're our official uh, Donald Trump correspondent.
2: <laughs> yep, that's why I've aged 50 years in the last two years. Yep, that's right, the man who puts the white nationalist into the phrase, the president of America is a white nationalist. <laughs> <laughs> has had a very, very tricky couple of weeks. It started badly for Tax Avoidance's Man of the Century when he lost, saw the Republican Party lose their majority in Congress. Uh, Then he gave a press conference which devolved into a shouting match and then he missed a Remembrance Day event in France due to it raining. Now, that sounds really shocking, but what you have to understand is Donald Trump is a gremlin. You don't get him wet, you don't feed him after dark, and you don't expose him to bright lights. It's all, fu- it's all fu- Imagine how disrespectful it would have been if he'd bitten Emmanuel Macron. <laughs> I think people would have just thought, yeah, that stacks up.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 then, then you'd have a parade of people on television being like, well, maybe this is a refreshing way of p- approaching politics, <laughs> just, <laughs> just biting other world leaders.
3: Just let them fight it out, just mate. Just let them fight They'll it out. They'll get tired and come to a policy soon. <laughs> He was very... Trump was very adamant in the, uh, the, like the lead-up to the midterms about the caravan of migrants. That was the big sort of um, fear phrase that he used. And uh, apparently they've disappeared now. It's all fine. Um, but I was just thinking about it. The caravan really is the least respected form of transportation, isn't it? It's like there's a lot of discrimination against the caravan. Like the, the penny-farthing of migrants doesn't carry the same threat. Um, I understand. And I just don't know what's so terrifying about a portable house. I don't know if it's the difficult and reverse parking, or I just... <laughs> is it the freedom, ironically? I don't know. It's, it's like a cordless vacuum cleaner. I could clean anywhere, anyway. <laughs> I was just thinking about it, and many of the um, the Caravan of Migrants, which sounds like a very real Ewok movie, um, it... <laughs> it made the, They made the journey um, on foot from Honduras, which is nearly 3,000 miles away, and I, I just... The whole time, I was just thinking... I hope at least one of them has a Fitbit, you know? Like, can you imagine? You'd be so smug. You're like, yeah, I've done nine million steps this week, actually.
0: What, what is puzzling about this, though, was that there appeared to be no contingency plan for if it rained.
2: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that is the correct response. Yeah, I mean, Donald Trump is essentially a British train. Like. <laughs> There's absolutely no way of making him function if the weather does anything.
0: <laughs> the, unless, I mean, because you'd think they always have a contingency plan. This is what old, you know, previous people from the White said, there's always a contingency plan, which makes me think they had a contingency plan and they decided that would be worse, which makes me think the contingency plan was for Donald Trump to parade around a World War I cemetery urinating on soldiers' graves. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Celebrating, I think, is the verb you're looking (laughs) (laughs) for.
0: Sarah Saunders would have come out and fronted up to the world's press to explain that he was merely fertilising the flowers on those graves. (laughs) (laughs) And or that the president's wee-wee is magic. So, um...
3: Well, there was... Look, there was zero visibility and his chopper couldn't fly and then the motorcade would have added to the traffic and then apparently there was an Uber price surge. So, like, (laughs) I... I get it. And as someone whose hair does respond badly to rain as well, Andy, you will have this, I can see... Um, (laughs) I'm this, I've got the same hair as Andy. I've just got some in the middle. <laughs> I um. Uh, I just, I, I do, I, I understand not wanting to go out into the rain, but there is a product that I've been using for a couple of years um, called an umbrella, and it really, <laughs> it's really quite effective. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, two things. One, obviously, um, t- on Donald Trump went on to Twitter, and he does these really long Twitter threads that go for, they go, I don't know, for like five or six, and every time I'm on there, I'm like, why doesn't he just get a WordPress account, like, <laughs> start a blog, mate? It's fine. <laughs> And he, he went on this big rant. God bless you. He went on this big rant. I'm very courteous. Even, even it, in the middle was, of a rant. It won't happen. God won't bless him? Or? Oh, God's off duty. <laughs>
0: well, it's a lovely gesture, but anyway, carry on.
3: <laughs> so British. This is futile. Um,
2: Here he comes, the worst Jew of all time. <laughs> Surely that was Jesus.
3: <laughs> I mean, just in
0: terms of. In ter- I mean, if you just measure it purely. In terms of adverse effect on market share, (laughs) Jesus is going to be very, very hard to beat. I'm not saying he was a bad man. I'm saying he was, historically, a bad Jew.
3: (laughs) Not good for the brand. (laughs) No, exactly not. Well, it's odd
0: that Trump said that he didn't want to disrupt traffic in Paris. <laughs> you think of all the things he has disrupted? For example, the entirety of international politics! <laughs> and the US legal system, but traffic, no, traffic, uh, absolutely, absolutely not. Uh,
3: he, he tweeted, um, make France great again, which yes. is, is not... You know how they say, make America great again, and they shorten it to MAGA? MFGA is just not as catchy, and it just sounds like a drunken swear word. <laughs> they go, mother <laughs> Uh-huh.
0: Uh, so, yeah, he tweeted, Make France Great Again, um, uh, or as it would be translated into French. Ah oui, bien sûr, nous peut-être voulons encore une fois transformer la belle France jusqu'à lorsque on une nation qui se rencontre ainsi avec la salade niçoise et de foie gras. Très, très, vraiment magnifique de boeuf. Never. Not the most concise of languages, to be fair.
3: You most. still sounded like a French Richie Benno. Every. Every impression you do, is has got a little bit of Richie Benno, and I don't mind it.
0: <laughs> the best kind of Richie Benno. <laughs> um.
2: I understand that this is not the big Trump news of this week or of, of any time, but it, it was big news in my life for reasons that will become quite quickly apparent. Uh, yesterday, Donald Trump made three attempts to tweet Happy Diwali. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, first of all, week late, but it's fine. <laughs> It's absolutely fine. Uh, the, the reason he kept having to make attempts is he kept on forgetting to include Hindus in the list of religions that celebrate Diwali, which is quite surprising given that it is a Hindu festival. <laughs> um, and he kept on saying, uh, he kept on uh, tweeting, Jains who do celebrate, Jains, Buddhists, and Sikhs, happy Diwali, but he forgot Hindus. So it was the sort of majority people who. Uh, and a lot of uh, Indian friends uh, of mine were very upset about this. I'm actually quite relieved because I would rather Hindus were not on his radar, given how much he loves hamburgers. He would probably consider our attitude to beef an act of holy war. Like, I'm perfectly happy for him to think that we're just weird Muslims.
3: (laughs) I mean, surely you want to be left off any list that Donald Trump is making. (laughs)
0: Just some breaking news on Trump. The UN have just launched uh, a new decoy country to um, <laughs> take Trump's attention away from real places. Um, the new decoy country, Muslimistan, will be <laughs> inflated and floated out across the Pacific to provide a new focus for global politics. Have you uh, any more on Trump? Or should we, should we bury that twitching horse? <laughs>
3: <laughs> we have milked that pumpkin. <laughs> Well, that's what we do in our house. How do you get the juice out of the pumpkin? <laughs> Feels
2: like that's White House slang at the moment. Yeah, yeah. For getting him to, getting him to give a statement. Has anyone
3: milked the pumpkin? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no,
2: nah, he's
3: coming up seeds, mate. He's just coming up seeds.
0: That's going to edit beautifully.
2: Nish, you're our world democracy correspondent. I've got a broad brief in the bugle. (laughs) Um, The Iraqi Prime Minister, Adel Abdul Mahdi, uh, has uh, taken a slightly uh, unorthodox approach uh, (laughs) to staffing his new government, uh, given that he allowed people to just apply online. (laughs) So just anyone... uh, He's he's found five people uh, from purely (laughs) online applications. So it seems like the uh, Iraqi government is now being constructed on monster.com. Like, it's, I mean, it's, maybe this is the future for democracy. We already know it wouldn't work in the case of this country because if we used any sort of social media, because he used Facebook to make the announcement, if we used any sort of social media, our entire cabinet would be made up of men called Sergei who work in bot farms in St. <laughs> Petersburg. But it, w- it wouldn't, It would be made up
0: of men called Minister McMinisterface. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be trusted. We cannot be trusted.
3: So there's 14 Cabinet members and they're going to be chosen out of the 15,000 applicants, which is still better odds than me getting a fucking Spice Girls ticket this week. <laughs> I'm yelling someone clapping. It was tough, wasn't it? Did you get one? No. It's tough, isn't it? It is shit, man. <laughs> I I don't think
2: either of you f***ing people should have been buying tickets to the Spice Girls, given that we now know they're alarmingly (laughs) right-wing. They come out in favour of Theresa May and Brexit, and, as I've consistently maintained, they're the most racist group of all time because they had one black member and they called her scary. I've been very clear, (laughs) very, very clear that the Spice Girls are a right-wing racist institution.
3: (laughs) That may be so, but their songs are so catchy. <laughs> I mean, they've got outfits, they've got dance moves. Come on, Nish, <laughs> get on board. <laughs> if you die, you'll die dancing.
2: <laughs> zig a was actually an SS catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> it's the
3: sound of you falling off somewhere. zig a <laughs> I, I, can you imagine I, this is what makes me really happy about this is just how many prank CVs were oh sent my in? God. Just so many, just the like, oh, this guy studied at the School of University. <laughs> he's got a PhD <laughs> in your mum. Like, <laughs> delicious. What was his PhD in? Uh, uh, your mum. It's
0: pronounced Yemen.
3: Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 For the people who don't like puns, you can stick that in your jacksie.
0: Oh, I think we have a new catchphrase for the show for this week. Thank you very much.
3: Stick that in your jacksie.
0: In other uh, global democracy news, um, exciting times for um, Ethiopian politics. <laughs> It's is not a topic we've covered a huge amount. No, we've not done a huge on, amount of video. Uh, but but the
3: anticipation those. in the room is <laughs> bubbling at fever pitch. They
0: have their first female president. president, um, uh, And uh, the Prime Minister recently appointed a cabinet with half the post taken up by women. So, Felicity, on behalf of your gender,
3: don't f*** it up. Yeah, <laughs> But this is all we want We just want an equal opportunity To fail at a government level Like <laughs> men have been able to do You know That's what yeah, we want it's... I just Why I'm can't just... I eat shit in a global level You know <laughs> But I'm just not sure women have the right
0: capabilities To be as dysfunctionally incompetent uh, oh, As men Andy, Give them a Andy, chance Andy, Andy. Andy.
3: Give thank them a f-
2: I
0: know it's an old-fashioned view, but that's just the way I see
3: it. (laughs) Oh, what I really liked is um, that she came out and she said... Uh, her name's Saleh work Zude. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. Um, and she said she's very focused on gender equality and then said to the MPs that if they thought that she was talking too much about women, that she'd only just begun. And then she just let off an air horn and pointed to her vagina and said, <laughs> tell it to the judge. And I... Uh, Family
0: I, show... What is it with Australian women on this podcast? (laughs) Honestly.
2: It's like we should take an opportunity where we can get it to just celebrate a genuinely good piece of news. Like That's really it. We've been so starved of everything that we're like now we're just anything. Oh great, good. Ethiopia's elected female leader. Oh good for that. That's great. Good for them. Good for Ethiopia. I'm just, I'm really looking forward to things for obvious, perhaps obvious reasons. I'm really looking forward for everything to be upended and in 50 years time for the nations of Africa to invade Britain to bring democracy, stability and harmony. That is what I'm waiting for a coalition of all the african nations and india to finally take back control.
3: <laughs> what if all the colonies just banded together? That would be so And then just turn back to the UK and go, "We've got a f***ing bone to pick with you, mate."
2: <laughs> I've got to be honest with you. I know I was born here and I'm British. I'll turn on you white <laughs> in a second. <laughs> that is the BBC's Miss <laughs> Kuma
3: Non-partisan, non-partisan.
0: Nish, I'm just... Written down in in a newspaper (laughs) with no context.
3: I just live-tweeted that, actually. (laughs) Oh, I will turn on you... Once in a second.
2: I believe the phrase was white
3: Sorry, sorry, mate. That was rude of me.
2: (laughs) Oh, I regret nothing.
1: (laughs) Right,
0: we're going to have a quick audience Q&A now. Let's try and avoid historical figures you'd like to kill. Who would you kill? Uh, here comes Chris with the mic. Do you have any questions for the panel today? I can tell you that at the moment, Nish has four points and Felicity has five points. <laughs> oh, there oh, you go. How, how are you guys?
1: Well, good, well, mate.
3: How are you? Well, you? Yeah, we're good. Was Great that your questions. question? Yeah. Was See that it, mate? <laughs> was that it? Next question. That
0: was it, yeah. Oh, was oh that, that really was it? it. That was, oh, was that it. it? Oh, was that, that was, was it? genuinely it. That was it. Well, I, think we, I think we need to, we need so to I answer mean, that it.
2: Is a, that is a spectacular piece of. Olympic level trolling of
1: Chris from that uh, man I mean sometimes it's really hard to know what you're going to keep in the show and what you're going (laughs) to cut
3: (laughs) but I mean maybe excuse me (laughs) excuse me excuse me for the listeners at home Chris had to walk about 17 miles to get (laughs) to that show excuse me
0: anyway
2: um, (laughs) bit of of a concerning seating position Chris is currently sat next to my parents I mean I'm in in the family I'm
1: in the family zone right
2: now
3: Speaking of strong women, looking at Nish disappointingly.
1: (laughs) I'm currently sat in the row with my parents, Nish's parents, and sandwiched between them is Alice Fraser.
3: (laughs) How you doing?
2: (laughs) It's nice that we have a family box. It makes Bugle live recordings like Wimbledon. (laughs) Was that your question?
1: That's worse than the guy at the back.
2: (laughs) Oh, that, yep. yeah. the... ca- I cannot believe Chris saw Alice's hand go up and didn't anticipate exactly what was about to happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we finish. We finish with news from a disappointing night for the Impressionists um, at Sotheby's. They had an <coughs> auction, Impressionism versus Modern Artists. Uh, another riveting late second millennium derby.
2: If you uh, don't know what's coming... <laughs> which, uh, you're in for a very, very tricky 3 to 67 minutes.
0: So, um- <laughs> Some of the top impressionists like Edgar Degas and Edouard Manet failed to hit top form and end up uh, sulking and unsold on the bench at the end of the auction. And the Surrealist manager, Giuseppe Lipsicci, uh, did not spare his star players from criticism. He said, Edgar and Edouard are big stars, but they've got to f***ing produce on the biggest stage. When the likes of René Magritte are shifting Surrealist shit for 27 mil, you've got to respond with something a bit more inventive than another f***ing duck pond. Um, (laughs) Take that, Monet. Now, um... Uh, but actually, uh, um, you wouldn't believe this, but... Um, <laughs> I've actually got a... You wouldn't. I've got a friend who's a modern artist, uh, and he's obsessed with it, and his work spans many of the leading genres of modern art from the late 19th century onwards, and uh, once he was actually doing a p- painting of roosting birds in a kind of uh, Vincent van Gogh style, and um, uh, he asked me if he could help him out by sourcing, buying, and then sending him um, some of the, the things that the birds uh, roosted in, <laughs> and he specifically of, of German... Birds from the 19th century. (laughs) He wanted me to post-impression nests. Post-impression nests? (laughs) Anyway, he went to see. The uh, bow
3: is so long. It's so (laughs) long.
0: He went to see an exhibition of Picasso and George Brack paintings. He told me he was so excited. He camped outside the gallery for three days to make sure he got in. He was South African, my friend. He said, uh, Andy, it's the longest I've ever waited in line for anything i set a new personal cubist. 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 <laughs> cubist.
2: <gasps> Can I just point out, I know for a fact you have family from South Africa, <laughs> and that accent was worse than Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> in Blood Diamonds. <laughs> anyway, he started wearing fake T-shirts, or as he
0: called them, vists. <laughs> <laughs> um, he opened a new gallery, I said, didn't many people come in, he said, uh, there weren't many locals, but a few tourists. few tourists. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Uh, and he got parasites in his hair from all the strain he treated it by buying a very expensive hat i said well, well, well how is that going to get rid of them and he said well it's 99% psychological you have to uh, make them so uh, overwhelmed by what an amazing star- an amazingly stylish person you are that they leave your head you've got to impress your nits impress your <laughs> <laughs> He wrote this huge great essay ranting about how six packs are overrated he called it his abstract <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he was, uh, I told him that um, his favourite half of an all-Jewish singer-songwriter duo had met a revolutionary 19th-century battlefield nurse. He said, what, you're saying Garfunkel met Nightingale? I said, yeah, well, art new flow.
2: <laughs> anyway, I told him that...
3: Oh, this, this, ru- this run is
2: the end of art. I told...
0: Um, he told me that next year, ten months from now, two leading Tories are going to have an old-fashioned pistol fight to the death at dawn. And it's going to be broadcast on a radio station specialising in low-quality pop music. I said, let me make a note of that, using abbreviations to save time. Now, where are we now? November. OK. Conceptual heart. Conceptual heart? Concept- <laughs> I
2: mean, OK, fair
0: point. Uh, but, uh, was, now uh, you
2: take their feelings on he board. He was...
0: Uh, he was obsessed with creatures with no legs. He had loads in his collection—some aquatic, some reptilian—but he got confused about which was which. I can't tell them apart, Andy. I, d- I know some are snakes. So I'll write those ones down, and I'll write down the ones that I know for sh- uh, for definite are fish. Good idea, I said. Make a suree list. Suree list.
3: Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> da <Ta-da>! da. <laughs> it.
0: It's- uh, t- I, actually, uh, I, I, I tested many of these on my dog and my wife. I didn't get any uh, laughs and misses, but I got a few bow-wows. bow wows. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, anyway, to, to finish, my friend he gave up art, went into acting. He got, got cast on an advert for uh, Rice Krispies. He rang me up, very excited, said, I didn't get a roll of snap. They passed me over for crackle, but don't tell me, I said, they gave you the pot part. Pop. part? <laughs> And don't forget, don't forget, Friday the 16th of November is the International Day for Tolerance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, all that is left now, apart from you for you to buy worthless merchandise on the way out is to show your appreciation (laughs) for the two wonderful Bugle co-hosts tonight. Felicity Ward. Nish the Hammer Kumar. Chris the producer. I've been Andy Zaltzman. Thanks for the Leicester Square Theatre. Goodbye.
1: Hi, it's producer Chris from the Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better